0: Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast with me, your host, Samala Bygraves. This is a podcast for women who are desiring an exploration into shadow work. It is for those who are ready to uncover the wisdom that lives within our deepest fears and the liberation on the other side of transforming the shame and guilt that shrouds our past experiences. Join me and astrologer Danielle every fortnight as we shed light on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that have been kept in the shadows. This is a space for raw conversation, rebirth and transformation. This is where we uncover our hidden voice. Welcome to today's episode of the Hidden Voice Podcast. Today you're going to hear a conversation between myself and Travis. Travis is a 1-3 projector and he was the first person to read my human design chart. This is a really beautiful conversation about Travis learning to love himself for who he truly is and really beginning to decondition from the ideas about who he should be. Now there is a little bit of human design language in this podcast. So if you are unsure of what human design is, please get in touch both myself and Travis work in the realms of human design. And, you know, it's a really interesting play between how the defined ego, which is a center within the human design chart, shows up differently depending on your aura type. So um, Travis is a projector, whereas I am a manifester. However, there are kind of sort of common themes between how the people around us may react to the energy that we hold. But in truth, this is really a conversation about, you know, Really learning to love yourself. So really learning to love yourself when you're in that rock bottom place and when you're flying high. So this is a really raw, honest conversation. I'm deeply grateful for Travis to coming onto the show and he just has so much wisdom to bring and I just absolutely love hearing from him. So I hope that you really enjoy this show. And if you have any questions about human design, please be sure to head to the show notes as there will be some bits of information there for you. Um, And as always, we are going to hear a brief snippet of a conversation between myself and Danielle before we get into the episode so thank you so much for being here I hope that this you know conversation is insightful and offers you a new perspective um, when it comes to really learning to love and see yourself for who you are and that none of that has anything to do with your productivity see you on the other
1: side When we're looking at Scorpio in the chart, Scorpio is going deep, 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 deep. So intense, right? Wants to go so deep, it can't go any darker. And then it pops up out of the darkness into Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is like, we're off on an adventure. We are not talking about that anymore. And we're going, right? We've we've alchemized all of our crap and we are off to go and explore the world because I want to go find out things that I've never seen before. And if you've got a lot of Sagittarius energy, or a very strong Jupiter in the chart, there's maybe less an inclination for working with Pluto in the chart. It's not for everyone.
0: That's interesting because I think about my chart and I'm like, I've got like three placements of Sagittarius. So I'm like, where am I repressing my inner
1: adventurer? (laughs) 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 Yeah. So when we're talking about the shadow, there is also shadow gold. There are parts of us that we're not allowing out. So, you know, you hear people say, or I haven't got time to play and have fun, or I haven't got time to rest, or I haven't got a chance to go on a holiday. And you're saying there, or oh, maybe I'm repressing this creative part of me, or this playful part of me, or the part of me that's going to go on the adventures. Maybe there's something there to explore, right? Because it's, it's not just the dark stuff that we're hiding in there. There's also our greatest gifts when you think about power. If your power is that in the shadow, because you're afraid of it, that power can come out and be used for phenomenal good, right? It's gold yeah. in those shadows. You know, I think this sort of
0: interesting dynamic between this idea of like, you know, be confident, have great self-worth. And then when you do the, the again, the intense shadowy shame uh-huh. and, well, the sh- you know, what's the word that people use? Like, oh, you're, you're shameless. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're out there. In your self worth, in your you know, and the thing is, you can be both. Like, you know, I'm I have done a lot of work now on integrating my shadow and seeing these parts of myself and bringing them online and being like, this is really super helpful. Like, I need to feel this. I need to feel like this sometimes. I need to do this sometimes. You know, to only be good is to walk around with half a deck of cards like in your pocket, but at the same time if you're, it's like that. So again, it's that interesting, isn't it? It's like, so we live in this world where you're kind of almost told to be one way. And then again, when you do express certain things, and I feel like, you know, within, you know, from an, an astrology standpoint, it's like a healthy expression of, like a balanced expression or an optimal expression. I don't want to say unhealthy or healthy, more like a balanced expression of self-worth. And like, where would that show up in the chart if we were to kind of look there?
1: Yeah, but when we're looking at self-worth, self-value, yeah, self-confidence, we can look at look at the second house, right? Or even the first house. The first house ruled by Aries is the house of the self where we find the ego where we find the self where the ego is is separating itself from source right when we move into the second house ruled by taurus taurus is ruled by venus we're looking at value so we're looking at the planet venus right venus is our values values about the self yeah and what it is that we know about ourselves what it is that we accept about ourselves what it is that we believe about ourselves that's where we're going to have a look there, right? Or maybe there's some work needed in that area to be able to manage that. Quite often, where it, there is a, a disbelief or a, or a, a lack of self-respect or a lack of self-value, we might find Pluto or Saturn or the South Node making an aspect to Venus or our Sun. So the Sun in our in our charts is representative of our ego, of where we shine, where we step up and we radiate. And if there is a hard aspect, so an opposition or a square to Pluto or to Saturn or to our south node, or perhaps a conjunction, so sitting next to one another, that takes away some of the shine. It starts to muddy then the the self so this ego self feels more unsure of itself and doesn't quite know how to shine. And that as well can play out in the role of the parents. So what was happening in childhood, we can also look at the twelfth house to look at early life. So you said when you first
0: discovered your child or had your chart read that you did not right. resonate with that like consistent self-worth. But did you feel like was there a point in your life when you were like, no, I I, I do feel like I have consistent self worth, and then what, like, how did you go from say like as a kid, then like, do you know what I mean? It's like how was that constantly kind of being reflected back to you that that wasn't a good thing, and then you kind of started to like, what was that? Do you know what? It, do, does that make sense? For me, right, you go, know? yeah, like I can remember as a kid feeling very like, I just knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to go. I just said what I wanted to do. And then slowly over time, yeah. in terms of just like my, you know, I never, I never. I remember these people say like, oh, like I feel really bad about myself. And I was like, <laughs> like, and then, but then I started to, because I started to notice that there was something off about how people were relating to me <laughs> because of that. So I'm just kind of curious, like what, what you know, like yeah. little Travis. You know, it's like, how was that experience and how did that, you know, lead you to to kind of, you know, pushing yeah. it down and then feeling bad about it, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, well, when we so it's super important when we're talking about any aspect of a person's chart, you know, we, we both have I defined know. egos. The uh-huh. manifester defined ego is going to express itself in a completely different way than yeah. the projector defined ego. So that's yes. the first thing, yes. you know, I'm not naturally yes. the initiator, the assertive a uh, uh, person you know like like you are or like you can be so for me it it was more finding self-worth in my slowness and in my uh not wanting to be the initiator you know like wanting to relax like wanting to um chill as a and, and as a projector band, how do i find self-worth in inconsistent productivity and inconsistent energy um so when I first saw my chart and I saw the defined ego, I, I was like consistent self-worth. Like I am the like worst uh, self-esteem of anyone that I know. You know, it may be kind of secretive, but I really sure. felt worthless most of my life. But it was because I was basing, you know, worth on that productivity, on that work ethic, um, everything that was instilled in me by my, my wonderful father. Uh, so, you know... Oh, God, the, the ego is so interesting. Both, both my parents had open egos a- as well. So I think there was, there was, some um, not shaming, but just this like instillment in, you know, I'm not better than anybody. And I, I had such a great childhood and I have all these opportunities and other people don't. So I shouldn't get too, I shouldn't make myself like too big or I shouldn't, uh, yeah. uh, I shouldn't live a life that's too good you know like yeah, always yeah, share yeah. humility yeah so so early on mm-hmm. like i adopted a habit of like if something was going really well for me i would always kind of like cut it down after the fact like i would say it and then i'd be like oh but then this happened and then i looked stupid or like you know whatever so i'd always kind of like have a little nugget of information after the amazing thing that happened to me just to kind of like you know cut myself down uh, in a way yeah, to like- not feel guilty but, yeah
0: because it's like, you feel like, so that's really interesting actually, because I think I definitely still do that in places. It's like, oh, but you know, this isn't, you know, and as a kid, it's like, well, if you start and then you're just never recognizing yourself, right? And I suppose, yeah, you know, for you, that obviously is so important to recognize yourself. So what, like, how did you, how did you begin to, like, when you like, because interestingly, like a lot of people that I've spoken to, when they're like, I found out I was a projector, I was absolutely gutted. And I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, you know, is that because of the productivity thing? Like, it's like we value that so much. And then I find out that I'm not meant to be. But I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what is even, what even is productivity? It's like, what, I just feel like, well, you know, so did that kind of play a part as well?
2: I think the reason people feel gutted when they find out they're a projector is because they've been trying to be successful in the exact opposite way that's going to work for them for however you know long they've been in the grind. So I think a lot of people look at like, wow, all this hard work, all this effort that I've put in because living, trying to live at this pace as a projector, it's it's hard. It's very difficult. Life just okay. seems hard. And so like, I think when some people find that like, son of a bitch, like all this hard work I've put in isn't going to pay off in the way that I've been, I've been sold so that, I'm just speculating because when I found out that I was a projector, it was like Christmas morning, you know, Like, yeah, I knew it. Yes. Thank God someone sees me and recognizes me like I have permission now to live, you know, Absolutely. to, to live you. in my my energy. So it was for me, I was at a rock bottom when I when I found it. So it was such a relief. But I think somebody Thanks. who feels like they're doing OK, at least or maybe even like like pretty successful in society standards if they find out they're a projector and they realize, like, oh, it's telling me I need to shift the entire way I've been living my life, that could be a very scary realization. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. And I think, and I think that you know, rock bottoms are interesting because I think because that was similar to me. It's like I literally had a massive suicidal rock bottom. So, mm. so when I found out that I was a manifestor, I was like, okay, that's like, great. I was like, let's see if we can do something. You know, let's do something different because. Yeah whatever I've been doing is not working. So, I mean, I just want to touch on like, I mean, so how like now, like obviously, you know, if you don't follow you on Instagram, I'm like definitely going to follow Travis Projector, literally living his best life. Like how, how much like even now do you find yourself because you're literally living like your best life, right? Well, I'm, I'm sure it's not like I'm guessing there's still challenges, but what I mean is like yeah. being in, in a much slower pace now, you know, how has that impact like your relationships, your relationships with your family? Like have you had to have you found yourself and especially with that, you know, with your defined ego, that kind of sense of like, I know what I want and I know, you know, where I want to go. And you know, how is that like what's that transition been like from kind of having that rock bottom to now being where you are?
2: Yeah. I don't I don't think it's ever I know what I want and I know where I'm going. I, like, you, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. And to me, the if someone asked me this, I was sitting at a cafe watching the sunset. I'm in Thailand on a little island right, right now and it's just gorgeous. And he, he asked me, like, how does human design show up in your everyday life? And it, I just, like, paused and I was, like, trying to think of a good answer. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm sitting on an island in Thailand, talking to you. You know, like <laughs> that's that's it. I didn't yeah. like. I never planned on coming here. Right. I didn't plan on you know doing doing anything. But when I'm living my design and following my my authority, like I just ended up here, and it's like, wow, this is pretty amazing.
0: Was that a split hit then for you to move to to go to Bali and then Thailand? Was that literally like you just had the I got to go kind of thing, or was it something that had been kind of like there for a while
2: yeah and splenic hits to me i i honestly think we don't know what a splenic hit is or isn't i, mean, I, I don't yeah. i can't tell you if my spleen said it or not you know our strategy well our authority really has nothing to do with the mind it, it's so separate from the mind that's the whole point of human design follow the body you know so yeah. for me to like mentally decide if this was a splenic hit or not like it's just like a joke like i really you know And it's kind of after the fact you you see. That's what I
0: mean. So was it like you had these sort of like, so for me, it's like I often feel like it's in my body. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, I need to go do this thing. And then in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, I was feeling, it was like, oh, I was kind of feeling that. And that's, you know, it wasn't. But again, it's like, at the time, you're not really sure. It's just this like, kind of feeling maybe
2: when you can make a decision or do something that has no rationalization that's a great sign that you're on the right the right track so i came to thailand on a visa run randomly and just fell in love with it and i went back to bali and then came back two weeks later and i'll be here for a month and a a half so it was such a yeah wasn't planned just kind of winging it going places i I always tell people like splenic people like you got to just go out there it, because, it, yep. it, you know, we're supposed to operate in nature. This is, you know, we're not responding like a generator, but the spleen just, it, it guides us. So if we're sitting at home not doing anything, it has got nothing really to, to react to. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I've noticed now. So like a lot of my quote unquote actions, if you use used the word actions, like they don't make sense anymore. But I think as well, it's like, and that's kind of where that trust, you know, that trust piece, right? And if you do then have a really low level of self-worth it's like, well, you're going to really struggle to make and trust, right? So it's like, so, so back to, so back to you and kind of your experience. So now, you know, like you said, like here I am in Thailand, didn't know that I was going to be here and I'm sat looking at a sunset and all the things. Again, is that, you know, you kind of really moving into embodying like who you truly are and and right. who you want to be, or, you know, where you want to go, whatever, and not knowing and all of that. Like, how has that, like, what has the, been the projection from other people onto you about that, especially family? Uh,
2: my family. Hmm. Well, I haven't spoken to my father in three or four years, so uh, okay, I can kind of know how 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 that is. We've we've had a really hard okay. relationship since I was probably going into high school, I, I would say. But my, you know, my dad's a, a projector with no no motors. At all. And so he was instilled in in him, it was instilled in him that life is about hard work and life is about work ethic and productivity. And so he's, he's been an amazing provider for the family. And he, you know, was like a total workaholic. And, uh, you know, I could just see that he has this, this idea that life, life is hard and that's just the way it is. So you shut up, you do your work, you make your money and, and that's it. So I think our generation is kind of the first generation that's been able to take a look around and decide, like, wait a second, I don't want to live a life like that. Like, I want to be happy. Like, what makes me yeah. lit up? You know, like, he yeah. he was never even allowed to ask those questions. You know, his, his parents grew up in the Great Depression. So they're so much more in the survival mode. So I think what my dad sees in me is a life that he would be much more comfortable Living yeah. and that can completely destroy his whole outlook on life, his whole you know this belief system that he's carried with him. So I could just speculate what the tension is there uh, between us.
0: Yeah. But. yeah, that's really interesting actually because if I think about, so I was talking to my friend about you know breaking cycles and you know that's no. kind of very much our generation. That's what we're really here to do, and it's very interesting now observing. The kind of the younger generation below us what it's like to grow out with not saying that everyone's experiencing less trauma and less conditioning uh-huh. when i look at my 12 year old son who just kind of like does whatever he wants and just <laughs> chills around the house and he's just like i'm like wow what's that like? <laughs> it's like i'm like do you want to come help me with the shopping he's like <laughs> he just goes upstairs i'm like okay <laughs> like, all right then you know so but i feel like you know especially for your dad it's like I mean, yeah, what a a mirror. It's like, what a trigger of this is everything that I deeply actually most likely not necessarily where you are in Thailand, but something like that, you know, something like that. And in fact, I think, um, so my dad's a manifester and I'm like, how interesting, because I think there's a struggle where he's like the, you know, me now kind of like initiating things and he's like, so what's your plan? I'm like, there is no plan. (laughs) That's like, he's just like, you know, so... Again, I feel like we're here, it's almost like we're here to kind of help them heal too, right? And, and, you know, break these patterns. But it's very challenging because it's when it's family, it's, you know, there's so much more. But what about, you know, what about, I think in the post, in the post that you put, you said that your brother also had a defined ego and you said there was like quite a nice sense of like healthy competitiveness. And I really noticed that when I'm around people that have a defined ego, like it's really fun because it's like you're not feeling like, I don't know, because I know when people don't have a defined ego straight away, because yeah. there's like a, it's almost like a, and then they're like, oh, you're really competitive. And I'm like, oh, I'm really? Like, actually not. But when you're around someone, there's like a playfulness. It's like, yeah. which is quite fun. So what was that like, like between you two? Do you, do you get along? Or?
2: Yeah. So my older sister, me and my younger brother all have defined egos. Um, Whoa. So to, which is that just, must oh. have
0: been like for your
2: Yeah. <laughs> They're probably so so confused. Like we we're we we're all
0: I like I mean, how shadowy for them. Like <laughs> just trick yeah. and trick and trick and trick
2: Yeah. 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 So yeah, we uh we, we both have the twenty we both have the channel of initiation, In which uh is the naturally competitive channel. So with you know, I mean, it wasn't always easy growing up, but there was a sense of healthy competition between us uh we'd play tennis together we'd play ping pong together we you you know but we we had a a pool table like we were always competing at these uh sports and it was just it was really fun and i think it just felt easy because yeah yeah i'd get pissed and like throw my tennis racket sometimes and like he'd get super upset if he if he was losing but it was never this like catastrophic blame like you know things you can see the open ego uh really get into so there yeah it was it was it was fun we had a lot of fun together but we we still do we still play tennis together so
0: oh that's nice yeah that's so that's really interesting actually because it's like i mean i I definitely experienced that i think you know as a young which is why it's so helpful now because i know which one of my kids and you can see so my son has an undefined ego and he's a manifesting generator. And then my daughter, sure. Rose, is a manifester with a defined ego. Sure. And you can see sometimes he's like, oh, it's just always about her. She just yeah. she just thinks she's the best. And I'm like, and I kind of try to explain to him the, as much as I can. Like, look, like she's she's actually not, that's just how she is. And it's, you know, and it's like, you need to see where you're, you know, y- yourself and where yeah. you're, you know. And it's just, it's just really interesting. And sure, yeah. but being able to kind of know that, yeah, he's probably is going to be a bit triggered by her and and how he can kind of navigate that um, you, yeah. you know but i think as like if you think about it, for us like not having that language so it's like you know you're in high school and then all of a sudden everyone's like competing with you and then you feel Everyone, like and then so i never competed i completely just yeah. withdrew myself from anything i would never put myself forward for anything i would never compete in sports and i loved you know dance and all these things because i was like if i go there everyone's going to hate me and everyone's right. going to tell me that I'm doing something wrong. And then you're kind of like managing their, yeah. whatever they're feeling, you know,
2: self-esteem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So with your, so your siblings, do they like, what's their kind of awareness of human design? Do you know, have they, do they, are they kind of, Sort of there with it, or not so much, or
2: yeah. So I've given my mom like a hundred readings, and she still calls me to ask about her. Uh, her uh, wait, am I supposed to respond or wait for an invitation? <laughs> God so bless. Did you say your mom's her. a pro-
0: did you no, say so mom, is your mom?
2: No, she's a generator.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. I was like, yeah. and then what about your siblings? Are you all pro- like all projectors, or oh so
2: my older sister is a generator. Um, yep. I'm a projector. My brother is a manifestor. Oh. Oh, and interesting. My younger sister is also a, a projector, Um wow. like my dad. Yeah, so we had a uh, yeah everyone almost.
0: What a household! <laughs> <laughs> and I bet was... the you're like the younger one underneath you was like always trying to tell everybody what to do. <laughs> and this Not... is where we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah,
2: he yeah, and he was like in his own world. I feel like manifestor yeah. kids, like he we. We just thought, like, wow, he's really in his own world. But he would always mm-hmm. have fa- like people following him.
0: Yes. My, my daughter goes to the park, and she, she just gets followed by kids. And she gets like, she's like, why are these people following me? I said I don't want to play with them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: just follow me. But then she also gets upset because she comes home, and she's like, they didn't want to play my game. They didn't understand my game. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you know. So for you, then, like, how have you... And obviously, like you said, it's going to show up differently depending on all the other stuff that's going on as well. But just in terms of yeah. your own, like living your best life, right? So really leaning into that slower pace, you know, relaxing and, and just really allowing that. Like, what has that felt like for you? Is that been really uncomfortable?
2: It's, it's uh, changed my life in every way possible, uh, starting with my it health. Is- you know, I was... Uh, When I hit rock bottom, I had gut issues, like weird skin stuff. I thought I was allergic to a bunch of different foods. Like I was really searching for what's wrong with me physically because I'd have nights where I couldn't sleep because it was so like my gut was like on fire, like random stuff. So uh, a week after I found out I was a projector and I started to do some work on myself through other, other means too, it was gone. My health issues. Disappeared. What? And these were going on since I was like in middle school. So the first thing I really noticed was like most of my ailments are 100% stress related. Okay. Uh, and, you know, me rejecting my true nature, my, you know, you start, your body starts to reject itself. And that's where I think uh, autoimmune stuff comes from. I used to never, I, I I didn't realize until I found out I was a projector that I had never rested in my life maybe not in my life, but like since, you know, whatever, I was I was aware of the world. I'd sit on the couch and mentally beat myself up constantly. You're lazy. You're never going to make it. You should be doing something. You need to be more productive. Your work ethic sucks. You know, just kind of like mimicking things my father felt about me. And so even when I was trying to rest because I was so exhausted, my mind was not allowing that to happen. So After that, where I could love myself in a resting state, that was like the first time I ever took an actual like nap. You know, I wouldn't let myself take baths. I love to take baths. I'm a Pisces. I just love the water. So I could take baths every day. I felt guilty at one point. I remember I was dating this girl at the time. I felt guilty to go take a 10, 15, 20 minute bath because I should be doing something else, you know. So no, it wasn't. An, it's extremely comfortable. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I healed myself in so many ways just through the part of slowing down and and relaxing and and loving myself for it.
0: So is it sort of like you just had to kind of really create space between that the mind, the head talk, the kind of like. So is that you know because that's what I mean. So I suppose it's like when you kind of started doing that resting, like realizing, oh, I don't actually know if i have actually genuinely. And so many people, like even right. myself, I'm like. Oh, what is actually rest? Like, what does that actually mean for oh, yeah. me as well? Because obviously it's going to be different, right? What rest is for you or me or, you know, and, and everyone. But it's like that. But I really resonate with that. I realized, you know, that I never sit down, you know, and I'll stand in the kitchen. And that's where, for me, that's where the kind of numbing action of kind of turning to food, because that was the only time when I'd stop and I'd stand and eat because it, and and it just gave me like respite and i wasn't doing anything and i was kind of not thinking so you know when you sort of first began to integrate rest and kind of like was it like a did you kind of in did you feel like you kind of knew what you wanted or was it a case of like i'm going to go and just do this and then you know it's like like just sort of almost like discovering what rest was for you or did you kind of feel like you just sort of knew you just or did you have to take like was there a bit of time yeah so for, like,
2: I I think the biggest, I mean, he, one of the slogans of human design is love love yourself, you know, and you could say that and think about it or whatever. But I got to a point where I was so burnt out and my body was breaking down and I was just like, like, I don't think I would have ever killed myself, but I definitely thought about it daily. And so I got I got to a point where I was like, okay, if I'm going to end up broke and alone on the streets, but honoring what feels good in my body, like to me, that's a better life than what I have right now trying to be successful and to pretend that I'm someone else. So this is, this is what shifted everything was like, can you love yourself broke? You know, can you love yourself single? Can you love yourself (laughs) getting fired? Can you love yourself when you have nothing? That, that, and I got there and it was such a weird, I don't know how I got there. I think it was just, like I said, the rock, the rock bottom, but I was truly got to that point of like, I love myself no matter what. And I really thought I was going to wind up broken alone on the street. I didn't think any of this was going to work, but I, I started my experiment that day after I kind of had that feeling. And then it's just following the body. I'm tired. Okay. I need to rest. It's so simple. What else do you do when you're tired? Work harder to make more money? No, you you rest. It's like I was so out of touch with my body and what it was trying to tell me and my intuition. I was taught work hard, you know? We're so aware, but we're all so blind by the consistent doing, the consistent, too too fast, too much speed. Uh, If we just stop for a second, you'll listen to the body and it will tell you what it wants to do but you i might i'm so um like if you don't love yourself when you're doing something don't you know don't do it it's like stop yes. and you gotta you know, do something else
0: that really i mean that i think that's such an just such an amazing point and i think that for me has been like similar but different obviously now ex- experiences but it was like there came a point when i was like oh it doesn't matter what i do where I am, who I'm with, whether I'm, you know, I mean, you know, for me that the 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 intense level of shame at, you know, having three kids and not being with you know being a single parent, and all of that. And it's like, if if I can love myself with all of that because as I yeah. should, because none of it mean anything anyway. But there is that moment when you're like, if I can love myself now, like with no idea what I'm doing, yeah. no money, and you know, like I don't know what I'm doing with my life, then, and that's that's it, right? Because then it's like from that, then it doesn't matter. You then just do naturally start to to yeah. do take action in the spaces and places that you actually want to. So, yeah. and that for me, that's where it's like, you know, especially with my body in terms of because of my you know body dysmorphia mm-hmm. issues, it was like, um, if I can't love myself now, I'm never gonna love myself when I look like whatever, you know. And that was for me was the real like, it doesn't. It's like I have to love myself now as th- this you know and then actually then once you do it's like you don't it doesn't you just do things then for love right out of love for yourself like i'm tired yeah. i'm just gonna go sit down or i'm gonna go and take a bath or yeah. i'm gonna go for a walk or you know whatever it is so i think i do feel like that's such an important point it's like yeah if you, you know because one of my biggest fears is becoming homeless you know yeah. and it's like well if that happens i'm still i'm still just as important as i was if i had a house and all the things so I just feel like for a lot of people, they're in that pursuit of if I had this and if I do that and if I achieve this and have money and have this and have all of that, then I love myself then, you know. So, yep. you know, I feel like just that's just such an important point. So one well, the just to, for, to that
2: point of becoming homeless, if you want to talk about the most boring, homogenized fears, it's homelessness, being broke and being single forever, like never finding a, a person. <laughs> You know, if you have any of those three fears, like congratulations, you're homogenized and you're as boring as everybody else on the planet because everybody has those fears. It's the same three over and over and over again. Yeah, um, so yeah. Like, I do. That to me is shows sure that it's not real. Everybody has it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny, is it? Because actually, when you actually go there and you're like, I mean, the single one's interesting. I think for me, it's like that was more of a shame, like. I never wanted to be a single parent. I mean, I don't really, it's like co-parenting. I'm like what? really a single parent. So parenting with somebody else, we just not in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it was like there was something around, but that's it. When you, when you when you start to talk about your fears and you speak to other people and they're like, Yeah, I'm really scared of being like us too. And I'm really scared of having no money. You're like, okay, like we're all scared of the same yeah. things. And then actually genuinely, it's like, I don't know, you know, I think you kind of go there and you're like, okay, well, if I end up in that scenario you know i figure it out but yeah you're so right like when you start to speak to people you're like yeah everyone's scared of the same thing in some way you know for whatever reason you know whatever story and clearly you're not broke homeless and well i don't know (laughs) maybe you are but it's like you're that didn't happen you know well yes anyway
2: (laughs) so i said the other day i was like either my experiment's going really well or i'm building a house of cards that's going to crash again you know like I'm not a, you know, do do what I do. I'm You know, I'm amazingly. uh, Have you ever talked to somebody that has the perfect amount of money? You know, have you ever talked to someone that's not like the perfect anything? No, we always, if we have too much, then we got to invest it. And then it becomes a hassle of how do I hold on to it if we don't have enough, which is the majority of us. That's like, how how do we get more? Like, you've never talked to someone that's like, I'm good on money. And I'm chill in that area. Like, no, it never. Yeah. It never happens.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really, I think money is such an interesting one. And I think especially when it's like if money, so I've been doing a lot of, of work on this, it's like if you if money isn't actually one of your top values, it's like you just have so much like, well, there's something wrong with me if I don't value money beyond everything. And it's just, there's just, I mean, yeah, there's so much there for money, but we yeah. could talk a lot about that too. But so for you, like now, like, you know, do you still have times where, you notice, because I still have time. So so again, it's like yesterday, there was just this feeling of like, you know, I still have moments where, it, and I know that it's not me. I know that it's not me. It's just pressure coming in from out there. Wonderland. You know, where it's like, oh, you know, I'm making other people feel uncomfortable by being myself or yeah. doing what I'm meant to do and being how I'm meant to be. Like, again, i we think of like daughter more so a lot of the time because she's a manifesto so i know that when she walks into a room and i you know she just says things and asks for things and you can see that people are like wow you're so you know your child is like oh they really she really knows yeah. who she is doesn't she that's what i get a lot oh she really yeah. knows who she is i'm like don't all kids like but what i'm trying to say is like so do you still have times where you do experience a bit of like oh you know maybe i shouldn't be doing this or Or is that just for you? It's just like, you're so, you just, it's like, it happens and you don't even register or,
2: you know. No, I'm in a constant battle still. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, I could go two directions with this question. Do you mean like more like in, like what I'm doing with my life or the way I interact and and affect other people?
0: I think just, well, probably both, because I feel like this is what I'm noticing, right? It's like, if you're just being yourself, your life kind of starts to reflect, Yeah, you know, That so yeah so maybe you just being yourself so it's like you know you list like for example just not being a generator and not responding but being like Mm -hmm. you know now I'm gonna change my mind because I just because I just I just am and I can't tell you why you know that really annoys people yeah you know just anything really like just
2: yeah so for me I I think and you know in human design we say there's a seven year process of deconditioning because we've been mentally conditioned so much. So for me I think it every not maybe not every day but I am still in a mental battles with with myself but the mind has like so little sway in my life anymore and um so I I started yeah. doing a bunch of freediving and I'm I'm taking my freedive master course here in Thailand and it's just the perfect sport to kind of like mimic the things I've learned in in human design because it's if you are not co- completely relaxed and attentive to what your body's signals are, you can't go down very deep, you know, or you can't hold your breath very long, or it's it's just so apparent you have to have mastery over the mind. So the other day I was out on the, we could say on the buoy, you're around this buoy, there's a line that goes down to the bottom of, of however, however far down. And it was kind of windy and the waves were choppy and like I wasn't feeling 100%. I was kind of tired and I was just like, what are you doing here? Like, quit this program. Go pack your stuff up. Go back to the U.S. and like get something else started. You know, like go attend to the surf business that you have. Uh, and and I was like almost on board. Like I was like ninety nine percent. Like yeah, I'm stupid for for being here right now. And then I just had this moment of just like laughing. Like what's happening here? And I just started like cracking up. And my dives that day were like the best ever, you know, after I just like fully surrendered and I, I i I love it here, but this is like it's such a great sport to just watch what the mind is telling us constantly, and if you don't have human design or any of these practices to kind of like quiet that down or to make a decision in another direction, I would have packed all my shit up and and left, you know, yeah, and yeah. that just leads yeah. us to our our theme of bitterness or anger or frustration or 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 whatever so no i'm still in a mental battle consistently Um, but that's the beauty of human design i always ask people what do you you hate about yourself Um, and then when they tell you you can go see in their chart they hate the person that they're not it has nothing to do with what's colored in in their design they're hating all the white centers you know i i thought i hated myself i did it i hated my not self but no, it's still, yeah. the mind is so conditioned it still wants to it, run the show. But I just don't want it anymore.
0: And I think that's the key point, right? And I mean, I think also I just want to say like that for me was because I'd done, you know, quite a lot of sort of learning myself because that's just how I am, my, you know. But when I think for you, when I did that session with you and it was like to really see that I was living in all the spaces and places that were not me, And it was all that like, oh, I have to be, even now, like I'm still working on like just being on my own timing, right? Because I've conditioned myself to be the most routine. And don't get me wrong. Obviously, yes, like we do have to have like, I'm going to meet you here at this time. I'm going to be here at that time. Like otherwise, like, well, I don't know, who knows, maybe everything would be fine. But again, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's conditioning too. But it's like to really allow myself to not be that person that's always pushing and, and chasing up people and be like, oh, hey, like. know, and being like reproductive, and like, oh, I'll just do this one last thing, and then I'll sit down. Just this one last thing, and then I can rest. You know, and it's like that's how I live my life. You know, it's like I'm just going to do this one, just one little thing here, and then I will let myself. You know, so I think, and that, you know, that is having that discernment piece between, oh, this is just my mind. It's actually not. It's just the same story. And if you start to pay attention, you're like, it's just the same story just the same thing, like, you know, but actually as you begin to, like you said, like actually really start to, because everyone kind of says, oh, surrendering, you know, when you really think about surrendering, it's not that you just like lay down and don't do anything. You chose to surrender to, this is what's happening and this is the war that's going on in my mind right now. I'm surrendering to it and I'm going to go get in that water because that's what my body wants to do. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's the, the piece no. for people. It's like, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to surrender and like, no surrendering is actually really it's a movement into something that you actually really a place you really want to go and yeah. but yeah it's it, i think for me that understanding that i'm not that and that's the conditioning that's yeah. the stories from you know and even like not necessarily negative conditioning because somebody else's correctness is not yours so if you've been around that and taking that honest oh i want to be like them because they look really happy mm-hmm. it's like you're gonna get like you said you you know you end up leaving and going back to the u.s and And then what, you know, missing out on, like you said, the best dives you've ever done and potentially accessing something on the other side of that really challenging experience. So I, you know, I just feel like that, you know, that is the, that's the key, right? Because I think that's what people, what I thought when I kind of came into the whole like healing journey was that, you know, that I would never experience those thoughts right? That they would just go away once I'd kind of accepted myself and loved myself and only thought positive. Was actually, you no, know, they still come up, but like you say, they get quieter and then they're maybe a little less sharp and you can kind of just go, oh, okay, I see you, but I'm still going to go and do X, Y and Z anyway, you know? So yeah. So I think that's really, really amazing. So yeah, I just like looking out the window thinking, really like to be in a nice sunny place right now. <laughs>
2: <Not> a... <laughs>
0: so what do you feel then like for you now? Like, is it, like you said, you sort of, you're still on your experiment, you're still kind of moving deeper into sort of who you are, you know, is it just, you know, for you, like, I don't know, like, I know that you say, like, you don't really know where you're going or what you're doing, or, you know, it's just very much just following your body. Is there, like you said, you know, going back to California at the end of the month, like, is that to just go and see what happens?
2: Yeah, no, I have rational thinking around uh, why I'm going back to the U.S. <laughs> Someone, the same guy asked me like, "Why are you going back to the U.S.?" and that question just like rocked me, you know. Um,
0: I mean, it's a very good question. Like, why are you going back? Like, why are you going back there? Like, who, yeah. why are you not staying in Thailand?
2: Yeah, I. This was like such a. I just left because I I knew I didn't like LA anymore. I was stressed. I was fed up with the energy there. I just needed to get away, but I had no plan. I just bought a one-way ticket. So I've been, I've been gone almost six months now, which is the longest I've been away from home. You know, I do miss my family and want to see, uh, and see some people. And I have my surf business that, um, opportunity kind of came into my, into my lap. So I'm, I'm like, not bored of giving surf lessons, but I I was working too much, like doing too many and yeah. my body was starting to take a toll on my on my body. So I was like, man, I really wish I could just find someone to like manage it for me and like grow it because it's such a great business and I am super passionate about it and I it has a, tons of potential to grow. Um, and like a week later, this random girl reached out to me on Instagram and was like, I just wound up in LA because of this guy that I'm dating. She's, I forget what country she's from, but she's like, I've managed surf clubs all over the world and I'm just looking for work and I think I would be a really good fit. Like a week after I was thinking, like, I really need to wow. find someone. So, so we've been in contact and so I'm going to be with her the second I get home and and hopefully bring her in and see what happens there. So there, there is opportunity. There is some, you know, there is some mental part of me that's making a decision as well. So I'm, I'll see I'll see what happens. And, and, you know, the other thing I tell people about human design is like, you know, the best thing you could do is keep making terrible decisions and get to that point where you're just sick of it. You know, yeah. pick a different type. If you don't like your design, try that out. You know, I I tried to be a manapesting generator for 20 years. I know that doesn't work. That experiment to me is, is yeah. over. But hey, if it's not over for you, keep going you know, keep, keep fucking it up. Keep getting frustrated. It, it, that's, that's fine. That's, I think that's part of the yeah. the surrender too. So for me, I think this decision's got a hint of both in it. And I really can't tell you if it's correct or not. I, I don't think I'll ever know if I'm making correct decisions. I just have to watch and see and see what happens yeah. and do the best I the, do the best I can. But I do miss that. Like there's food I miss back home too. Like I, yeah, uh, there's things I miss. So yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: There's food I miss. <laughs> people
2: people in food because that's pretty much my life so. people in
0: food yeah. yeah wow that's amazing amazing brilliant well I feel like that was just like an amazing ending by the that- way where you're like the best thing you can do is just fuck it up seriously <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like that's a wrap like yeah. <laughs> I feel like if there's any advice that you're going to give you know it's like yeah. you know what's the worst that could happen but it's so true right it's like it's just information right it's just feedback And I think that's the whole point is, is, you know, in every conversation that I've had, it's like, if you're feeling frustrated, angry, jealous, envious, you know, shame, whatever, it's like, it's just information. So carry on if you want to carry on or don't. It it actually doesn't really matter. But if you want something different, then that's what the information is there for. Yeah. And then that's what, you know, projectors are there for to guide us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say, you know, you got you love yourself when you f***ing up Uh, that's the key no matter what you're going through if you can love yourself or if you don't you hate yourself you know get your human design chart and and start looking at the open centers it will lead you right to the issues so for me you know I've been doing it three years it's nothing in the realm of of life or an experiment or uh, so yeah it's just every day a new uh, new awareness and new insights and uh, yeah Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely Amazing. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. If you're listening to this, then you've made it to the other side of the Hidden Voice podcast and we want to thank you deeply. As some of you may know, I've birthed my first book this year, Spiral. It's my personal memoir of rebirth, reclaiming my voice and facing my shadow. Head to the show notes for how you can get your hands on a signed copy of my book. And if you would like to continue the conversation, subscribe to the show and be sure to share and review this episode.